Monogamish contains content intended for mature audiences. The views expressed here are for entertainment purposes only. Please enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Jen. And I'm Justina. And, and we're, we're monogamish. monogamish. Oh, we got it right today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a good day. I am very excited. I always say I'm excited about stuff, but I think because I just generally am yeah. constantly. Yeah. So today's episode, we get to talk to one of the sexiest women I know. I know. We have a surprise out there for all our lovely and handsome ishes. That's right. All of our ishes. We have our friend Liz, the unicorn. Mm-hmm. Not only is she a sexy unicorn, but she's also an uncollared sub right now. Which basically means she's a submissive that I hate. I feel weird with the way owned, the the word owned, because you are you, Liz, and the only person that should own you is you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's such an intriguing. I'm just so excited to to hear about this and learn her story. Well, and I feel like I'm going to get an education today because yeah. I. I mean, uh, there's no secret that I don't know a lot about the BDSM world and colored and uncolored and sub and dom and all of those things, and like in my education of terminology. So this is going to be exciting. I know it's definitely something that I've been wanting to learn about too. Me and Kenji have been exploring it quite a bit. Um, I love the crosses and stuff like that, but that's about. And I love electric play. Um, electricity, but that's about as far as I've gotten into it. So, so Liz, tell us about yourself. We're so well, excited. first of all, I want to thank you all for having Aww. me here and everybody who's supporting us and what you're doing for our community. I Aww. think it's fantastic, and I really appreciate the fact that you wanted to include me on it. Oh, it's you. such an honor to be part of it because it's something I truly believe in. Well, and this is something Aww. for us. This is family for us. Our lifestyle community, like. These people are there for us through thick and thin, through illnesses, through surgeries, through recoveries, through thick and thin. And we just love having your support. It's just so awesome. Thank you for joining well, us. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and what I want to say is that I, I feel very passionate about this because I believe on so many levels we have to somehow hide this. And I know I've listened to your podcast in the past about hiding who we are as people. Now, we might be bi, we might be um, trans, we might be whatever it might be. We should never have to hide who we are. But unfortunately, that's reality. I work in an industry where this would be very frowned upon in, in terms of if I were outed, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Because there's a whole side of me that is, I'm smart, I'm creative, I'm funny, I'm sexual, but I'm also a, a really good manager. I'm a great, you know, there's so many facets to me that I think people miss out on because of these limiting things in society. I agree. And, and it's not just me, but it's everybody who I know I've encountered in the lifestyle. We're all very, very multifaceted people. That's one of the main reasons that me and Jen wanted to start this podcast. It is. And I'm sorry. So I know you guys can only hear sound, but I'm clearly being my my cryy self because... <laughs> she made it about 30 seconds into the podcast. I did. It's a new and record. The, the reason is, is Liz has... I mean... I think everybody that we bring on here has made an impact in our lives in some way. 100%. And over the years and all those things. And Liz and I's story is very... I don't know. It's just, it's so good. Like, she's so beautiful and so amazing. And I've never met somebody who's so comfortable in their own skin and just exudes the sexuality that immediately puts you at ease. And the fact that she's grateful (laughs) to me and for us means something to me. So, well, 
I have to tell you about that sexual need thing because that tension in the tension in this room right now I wish our listeners could feel and not just listen because the sexuality coming out of I mean not just the people from behind the scenes that are all here helping us our producers and and our assistants back here but but Liz walks into I know Liz alone I'm like oh oh my palms are getting sweaty my heart's beating a little fast. I'm getting, getting a little wet. I'm getting a little wet too. Like, I mean, her sexuality is it's just, undeniable. It's off the charts. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're beautiful, Liz. Inside and out. So tell us how, start your journey. How did you get into this? Um, <clears throat> it's, it's hard to say what was the beginning because I think it was all my entire life was a culmination of getting me here. Right. Um, I was born and raised on a farm in the Midwest and I never thought I would ever get off that farm. Farm girls rule. <laughs> <laughs> and and so a, a huge amount of, including a tornado hitting our farm. I'm a genuine life Dorothy, really. But there were so many things that led up to really where I'm at in my life. Um, came from a very abusive family. Um, but also I came from a place where I understood that we don't have to be who we were at a certain point in time. Yeah. And when that, you say abusive... Physically, um, physically abused and also sexually abused okay. as a young child. But I think that gets so generic of, oh, well, everybody in here has a messed up life background yes. or we're all screwed up because we've had these abused lifestyles or upbringings or we're, we can't make good decisions because we've been abused or somehow harmed or tarnished. I totally disagree. I agree. I, I got to a point in my life where I had to reason out some things in my 20s and 30s about who I am as a person in relation to that. But then I really realized that I am someone who, even though I had that in my life, as I became very sexual in my 20s and 30s, I realized I love impact play. I, it, it really turns me on to have some amount of pain. It took me a long time to reason that because I thought it was really messed up. So for definition, we talk a lot about terminology. What is impact play? Impact play would be spanking, paddling, um, any kind of impact on the body of another tool or a hand or a belt or a whip. Or Now that's that, that side of me. There's the lifestyle, which is swinging, but then there's the lifestyle, which is BDSM. Mm-hmm. There's a the lifestyle that's uh, maybe plushies. There's so many different There's lifestyles, so right? It's all sex and body positivity. And so, yeah. even within those lifestyles, there's so many different levels because Absolutely. there are people that like BDSM, but more of the pleasure side of right. BDSM versus the pain, right? Um, which is kind of what we started exploring. I don't know necessarily that I like um, the stinging of the whips and stuff like that, but I love when you get a heavy one and you have that, it almost feels like a deep thud. tissue massage. The yes, thud. a thud. I love the thud. Yes. And yeah. so that, it, it's not painful at all. It's more pleasure. Right. And so even within each niche in these communities, there's so many different levels. Right. So, Absolutely. So did and, you and know that why. you, so you started with pleasure first and then realized that um, pain. It was sexual pleasure, but also I understood that I was extremely attracted to dominant men. Ah. Mm. And I love men who can make decisions and they're smart and they're educated. And I know that was something for me at a very young age that I, oh, I am there with you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and, and I knew that about myself. So I tended to be very selective with who I actually was with in my life. Um, but then I also knew that I didn't really have any boundaries around whether it was men or women or it just didn't seem to me that I had to put boundaries. 
I do tend to interact physically and sexually with more men than women because I find that I have to have a better selection with women when yeah. I want them in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's because we have to build something. So I don't know. I don't know where you'd even categorize me. I don't like really these terms that people use when it comes to, oh, she's bi or she's heterosexual or she's this or that. But Skilled. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the whole history of my sexuality led me to understanding what um, polyamory was and swinging was. And my I was married for almost 29 years. My ex and I explored with swinging around the 2000s. Uh, it kind of, we were turned off by it because some of the people we were with, actually their relationships ended because of it. Uh. And so we were thinking, oh, this is what's going to happen after we divorced one of the people I met in the lifestyle at that time, I wasn't in the Denver lifestyle heavily, took me to one of our adult lifestyle pool fantasy places that's yeah. clothing optional. And that was really my introduction into the swinging lifestyle. And that was wow. late 2014. It's really interesting because a lot of people have found this particular spot as their entry points. <laughs> and we, we've, we have conversations all the time where this ends up being an entry point, which is so... I love that that's where you dip your toe in literally and figuratively. Oh, Absolutely. Gosh, what an interesting story so far. So I got a question. Sure. So you love dominant men in the bedroom. And, and outside of the bedroom. And outside. Too. And how do you classify yourself outside of the bedroom? I'm uh, a dominant individual outside of the bedroom. See? That is so Yeah, neat. she's so... I am such a, a, a dominant, like, when it comes to my businesses, when it comes to everything like travel and right. I'm so type A and let me plan every little detail but when it comes to bed I'm like throw me around and twist me how you want me and like <laughs> just do it I'm well, good I mentioned earlier you looked at me in a way that said well you, you like the power exchange or I think there was one point you looked at me and I said well it makes sense to be able to say I'm choosing to give my power to you. Exactly. And it's it's a great amount of power. Mm -hmm. And today I'm choosing to give that to you. Right. Which is like, it's a gift for a dominant. But it's the understanding that choice, domination and submission is is a choice. 100%. And it's not a, a one of those things that you say, oh, I'm I'm a slave to this or I'm I can't make any decisions or healthy decisions around DNS or the lifestyle or any of the things that we want to embark on, we can make choices and we can make healthy choices. Mm -hmm. We can, we because we always talk about like our bodies are choice, right? Yeah. So we need to discuss, you know, when you're, especially if you're in a dominant sub relationship, based on my understanding, is that it really is everybody has their information ahead of time. They know limits, they know right. all those things. So we're not talking about pushing boundaries or crossing any kind of line. We're talking about consensual play in which you can ro role play. And a lot of subs, I think, from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is that subs actually have more power in a lot of ways than doms because they're the ones who are controlling the environment ah. versus doms who are like more role playing. And so mm -hmm. based on my understanding, am I right or wrong? I, I would agree with you. Now, there again, that's not every relationship. Yeah. But one of the terms I've heard describing that relationship is just try to piss off a sub. <laughs> and she'll end up leaving. Yep. 
So it's one of the things that I'd never believe in controlling from the bottom, if that's what we're talking about, that power exchange. Uh-huh. But there is that whole dynamic of still understanding what you can do in terms of pushing those boundaries. It's a constant communication. That's really the key is the constant communication, whether we're in swinging lifestyle or we're in a DNS relationship or we're in a monogamous uh, vanilla relationship, it's communication. Right. That's the number one most important thing. And I love how you brought up that you had some bad instances with people that separated because of the lifestyle. I think there's two groups of people that get into this. Um, There's ones that have problems in their relationships, and so they think they can try something else to fix it. Or there's ones that have such strong relationships and are looking for something new. Kind of had maybe, I wouldn't even say have hit a plateau, but just want to try something new. And it's enhancement. Exactly. That's when it becomes enhancement. And so I love that you brought that up because communication is key in every single relationship, Mm -hmm. whether it's monogamous or monogamish or any one of those levels in between, it's all about communication. And if you don't have good communication to start, it's not going to get any better when you have to now involve hard conversations at some time, at some points Mm -hmm. with your partner. And they don't follow convention, really. The way that we're raised in terms of relationships the swinging lifestyle really doesn't follow those conventions. So it means we have to make it up along the way. I'm so happy that these resources are here, where there's Dr. Rhoda or some other individuals in the whole lifestyle who've written books on more than two multiple relationships. But really, there hasn't been a lot of information out there for people when it comes to, okay, how do we really do this when we, you know, navigating this field of multiple play or um, parties or orgies or how do we navigate? Right. <laughs> so how does, tell me now, like, I want to, um, how, now that you're a single woman, you're, you, you're my <laughs> token unicorn. I'm so sorry. If you guys could actually feel the tension in this room. Ooh. Anyways, sexual tension. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) I'm in awe. Anyways, how do you navigate lifestyle as a unicorn? As a unicorn. Um, I think it's, it's one thing for me. I've had to really understand where I'm at and it seems like every six months I might even change on where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was early in the lifestyle, I went, I could have anything I want. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt like that. I went through basically the first couple months, like just about every experience you could experience in the lifestyle in a very short time in my lifestyle path. But for me, an individual, a female individual in the lifestyle, I think people have different definitions of what their expectations are around that. So partly it's me defining for other people of what that means to me and really help them understand what that could mean for them. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be there for everybody. I do make choices. I make healthy choices. And I tend to say, okay, what I want to do at the time, I feel the freedom to be able to do that. Well, and I think that's one of the things people assume that um, single women, they're just here and we're just sluts. And we may be slutty, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that that you're all access. But what annoys me is what is a slut? Because... If you're equating us to our other half of species, our male half, 
they have just as much sex. So why do women get this bad rap of, oh, if we're out and we're sleeping with more than one person. No idea. Or if we've had, you know, more than a handful of partners in our lifetime (laughs) that we have a problem. And I don't think that in any way people understand that, you know, words can hurt, but also words can just be words. Mm -hmm. And there's a great book out there. I don't know if you want me to mention it, but there's a great book out there called The Ethical Slut. Oh, yes. We love that (laughs) And And again, I think there is a, oh, well, if a guy is um, promiscuous, it's not promiscuous. He's just being a guy. Right. He's being a guy. Um, That's normal. But I I get that (laughs) we're going to have that. I don't do a role in my day job that's usually a female. So I think, okay, there's not that. I've not been really defined by any other people of I'm taller than most women. I'm bigger than a lot of women. I'm built different. Just say, okay, I know that I can't be defined in any of those terms. But all I can say regarding slut is if you're going to call me that, please make sure you're pulling my hair while you're doing it. (laughs) I have a t-shirt. This is when I asked for Christmas one year is I have a t-shirt that says cunty on it. I know. And a lot of people hate that I wear that shirt. But the truth is, is it's just like bitch, slut, cunt, all those things. And, you know, hopefully we don't get too blown up by me saying this. But again, words are words. And... I don't see anything wrong if I feel to empower a word like cunty for me, and I'm never offended by the word slut. I think slutty is a behavior and slut is a term, and I'm not offended by that. I'm not offended by that. I just think it's ironic that women get called that all the time when men sleep with just know, as many partners. Douche, I call men douchebags all but the that's time. More, that's more because they're being assholes. <laughs> that's more uh, yes. <laughs> I think what you're seeing too is a lot of people haven't reasoned out the whole history, the history of their lifestyles getting yeah. into this. Because a lot of people are still reasoning out, well, you know, that person's a slut. But in all honesty, maybe they want to be that promiscuous Yes. by calling that out. And and I'm okay with whatever that is. If people make a judgment about something, I usually see it as, you need to explore that more. How can we help you do that? Right. Yes. And I mean, like we've always said here, as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else, right. we think, go for it. Um, and even if, you know, if you love hurting yourself, go for it. <laughs> but because uh, <laughs> there are some people that safe, like that pain, <laughs> that pain threshold on a different in a level. safe and consensual manner. Exactly. <laughs> safe and consensual. Healthy. Yes. Healthy. Healthy. We always promote condoms and just, you know, just making sure that consent is always understood. But there's, um, we talk about the lanes about with that everybody can be in. So I feel like we're going down a direction of it's, there's just always a lane for everyone. So let's talk about your priority lane. Sure. I want to know. I, I've gotten to this point in my life where relationships are important to me mm-hmm. at a certain point in the lifestyle, they weren't. And all I felt like I was doing was I work a a very, very demanding job and I drive and I have a home to take care of and things around my home to take care of. I like the idea I can go to a party and have as many sexual encounters as I want and then go home back to my own life. And at that point in time, I think it was a matter of I didn't feel that it was important to build these relationships. And I was somewhat terrified of them, too. I was like, I don't necessarily want to show you who I am. (laughs) Why? Um, I think I think it's it's that I've always felt like I'm extremely sexual, mm-hmm. but I've never felt like it was something that everybody had to know about me. Yeah. I mean, you, I don't have to really share everything unless I choose to. Correct. What's your sign? 
I'm a Scorpio. Oh, I just, I'm, I'm looking at you and seeing myself, seeing myself in you, girl. Oh. <laughs> well, yay. So do you feel like sometimes some of your encounters and depending on different parties, I mean, I, I, I know you. So do you think a lot of that is escapism? Um, I think definitely for me it was. And so I had to reason that out for myself of what that meant. If it is escapism, I need to be healthy about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and understand what that means for me. Um, I think for a certain time, I had a lot of catching up to do. I had almost no sex in my marriage for the last 10 years of it. So I really had to catch up. Yeah. So it was more of you just wanted the physical. Um, emotionally, you weren't prepared to enter any relationships or worry about anything like that. Um, you were more working on yourself because you had come out of... A marriage. I and- found it hard to to combine those in any kind of relationships, at least with men. When I got out of my marriage, I was doing what I call vanilla dating, and there was always this like huge elephant in the room. Well, about the sex, and you know, well, if I tell this yeah. guy how sexual I am, he's going to run off. Or if if he knows I want to be with more than one person, it's going to be terrifying. And so when I got into the, the swinging lifestyle, it's like then I understood that some people were just assuming it was all going to be about sex, and that was it. So I thought, okay, I'm developing relationships with people who understand that there's, there can be a gap between the sexual and the emotional connections, and you can choose to have that, but also there's certain times in my life where I want to make that connection that they pair up. And that's, mm-hmm. that's where really, as the f- more I've gotten into the lifestyle, I've looked for more of that connection with people that I can have repeated play scenarios with and build a relationship with, not necessarily a boyfriend-girlfriend, but that, yeah, when we get together, we know it's going to be fantastic. Okay, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you a tough question because yeah. I know that sometimes as a unicorn and depending on the men you're involved with, like, do you sometimes crave being in a relationship with somebody where you can be open and have, like, the lifestyle world of it? Or do, are you really just intentionally unicorn? Um. I tend to choose to be unicorn because I have not found that. I would love to find that in my life. I think it'd be fantastic to have that playmate in my life. What stops that? Um, so far, I found that most men are totally intimidated by the fact that I might be with them one night and with someone else the next night if I choose mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And I think on some level, people haven't gotten that you don't own someone else's sexuality. Yes. Right. And so when I talk about that with people... It's terrifying for some people who aren't used to this lifestyle. Well, we, I say a lot about like fishing in the right pond. Right. So as long as you're fishing in a lifestyle pond, then that makes sense. But I still think that a lot of men don't understand what being in that pond means. <laughs> right. Would you agree? <laughs> and I find that I might be in a relationship maybe three months into it. They say, okay, now, babe, will you get out of the lifestyle? No. <laughs> I just say... Well, I'm sorry you felt that way, that uh, the evolution of this was me making that change, but it won't be. Yeah. So I, I, at times I am lonely, but I, and I, I understand that. But at times I understand what my trade-off is for that. You know, I really understand the trade-off for that. And it seems like you, at points, maybe didn't even have time to pursue a relationship right. like that. right. So hopefully those doors will open for you. And 2020 will be your year that you'll you'll find your partner. Well, I've had some interesting recently, just interesting scenarios that have come up that I, I have no idea where they're going to go, but some interesting 
prospects, I guess is what you call, could call oh, that's well, awesome. So you guys, we're going to take a quick short break. Yes, absolutely. And then we are coming back for some fun Liz stories. Because <laughs> now it's time to get fun up here. I know. <laughs> so you guys know we wanted to do a thank you for all of our fans, all of our ishes out there. Thank you so much, ishes. <laughs> all right. So we want to thank all of our fans, all of our ishes. Thank you so much, our ishes and our monogamish people. Remember, you can have unlimited entry and we're giving away some amazing prizes, prizes, and you have all the way up until the 13th of March, Friday the 13th. Oh, to like Yes. Right. Get in there. Get those entries in there. Um, do what you can to help us out. Give us some great feedback and win yourself a nice prize. Um, also, while you're on there, if you haven't got a chance yet, please check out our Patreon play- page. It's, I'm just... So in love with it. I worked really hard on you it. You guys have been doing an amazing job because, I mean, there's no secret. I don't really know much about the tech side. <laughs> but you guys have done an awesome job. So anything you can do to support us, if you feel so inclined, we would really appreciate it. We are, obviously, we're new and we're developing and we're growing. And we just love everybody who's been here to help support and do anything that they can for us. A hundred percent. So be sure to check us out on our website at monogamish.com. And don't forget, there's a dash between the M and the I. And now we are going to get back to Liz. So after a short break, we are back. Yes, we are. Okay, as promised, second half of this episode, we are going to start talking about some fun stories. I know. (laughs) So tell us, you like all sorts of play. I do. So what is your, you want to start with your favorite one? Favorite one. Um, it's <laughs> you know is it one of my most favorite experiences I had one recently on New Year's Day we had a New Year's Day brunch and it was three sexy men and three sexy women not necessarily in a relationship together but we prepped the meal together and we sat down and ate together talked about the lifestyle and then we all fucked <laughs> oh my god that's my god it was amazing you know it's like you have these friendships and then we all hung out and watched movies and then intermittent play throughout the night but we're all naked in my house and we're all like just hanging out and having a good time and and it's like the thing How I think fun. about what the lifestyle is. It's like, you know, having dinner, a good meal together, listening to music or watching movies. And we're also naked and we're just having fun with each other's bodies and just exploring. I love that so much, especially when you do normal things, but with your right. lifestyle friends. Because then there is a chance that we all get a little bit naked or a little bit frisky. Right. And that's amazing. That's like one of my favorites. Absolutely. So do you prefer to to mostly engage in the lifestyle at home? Uh, it's rare that it's at home, actually. I tend to mm-hmm. make that my sanctuary where people don't know where I live. But there are times around the holidays I think it's fun to do that. And mm-hmm. other times of the year, it's... And usually it happens kind of impromptu. It's not really, I think if I planned it, I'd get kind of neurotic about it and say, I can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good, it's a really good point about spontaneity of lifestyle parties. And that's why when we talk about community, because, you know, we have people on who have parties and everybody goes to parties and stuff, but having a sexy moment in your own home is kind of fun. It is absolutely Absolutely. And, but I have done other things. Um, and I've even outed to my neighbors and they know that I'm in the lifestyle and 
Um, How did that go? Uh, it was interesting. We had a I had a limousine party one year. It was for Christmas in New, in December, and so I'd won this limo ride, and so we made it a lights like Christmas lights, ugly sweater, and lingerie party. Oh wow! <laughs> and I had hors d'oeuvres at my house, and we all got in the limo, and we all were playing in the limo as we hit several spots in the area for key lights around the holidays and we had lots of alcohol and lots of food and then we came back and played like charades and you know How naughty charades I've never <laughs> thought of playing in a limo until now like <laughs> what is going on in my world it's so much fun to do to get a party that goes and and you have to pretty much book the guy all night because it's like you want to take a tour doing something but then you want to come back and play and then you might want to go to a a bar or something that night or maybe a strip joint or something that night and then come back and play and when I was younger I'm just gonna say I'm throwing it on my bragging list is I totally blew the limo driver and got me an extra couple like hours like up at at a concert venue (laughs) here in Denver this is way before I even knew anything about lifestyle so I'm just like (laughs) that's amazing what a blow job can get you As being a female homeowner, I get that. (laughs) I used to, my contractor, my old contractor, he would come over and every once in a while I'd have him have naked days. And so they would play. Somebody I've known a long time, but he was my contractor. And I was like, so yeah, that was super fun. I used to feel like weird about that whole thing. But then you go, well, you know what? This is a business exchange. And and I'm not going to put these limits around the possibilities around that. Again, it's expensive hiring a contractor. And if he wants this from me, he's not going to get it for free. But, right? you're, but you're not doing, you're not doing, you're not, you know, you're not doing play for, play for pay. No. no. What you're doing is like, you're having a say, like my, my old contractor, for example, like I fully paid him his normal stuff, but then, but it was just nice seeing his ass while he was working Absolutely. and painting. And I was like, oh. And it's more of a, it's more of a sexy vibe. I'll scratch your itch and your balls, and you well, but scratch the texture off my walls. Oh my yeah. oh. <laughs> and I just found a really, really, really handsome mobile mechanic. So I can't wait. But, <laughs> well, but it's fun because everybody has these fantasies, right? But yes. we're testament to we can actually have a little about a bit of that because of how sexual we are and how much we speak to people and talk to people in our connections. So now you have a a mobile mechanic? Well, I recently had some issues with my truck and I talked to my neighbor because I noticed he had a mobile mechanic and I didn't see the guy before until he came over to look at my truck. And it was like, oh my God, he's really handsome. (laughs) So so now he can change your fire and light your tire? Oh my God. Oh. He's Other gonna, way. <laughs> he's gonna change your tire and light your fire. He's gonna inflate me. You're gonna have to edit that one, Gomez. Oops. I'm looking That's forward hilarious. to him bent over working on my shocks. So how did we meet? When was it we met? It was probably I at the at other club. I think it was at a club, a, an adult club. And pretty so, much the first night, we we had this attraction to each other that was just off the chain. It really was. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, so still saying. I know. Sexual energy is ridiculous, and Justine is sitting in between us right now. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, God, I feel like I'm in between their intense <laughs> eye gazing. <laughs> and I'm like, whew. 
Don't worry, you won't Let be the first back one. Let me lean back and tell you, gentlemen and ladies, Justina's legs are so nice. Uh, <laughs> you know what my like, secret is? I'll, I'll, I'll divulge a secret. Okay. Are you ready for this, ladies? So I shave with regular, you know, if you like shaving cream, I prefer to use uh, that Summer's Eve mm-hmm. body lotion. And then I exfoliate with either, I used to do sugar, but I find sugar gives me uh, yeast infections. So I do salt. Salt. Um, So I do salt scrubs, which isn't fun. I'm not going to lie. But if you mix it with the right um, soap or body wash or even olive oil, then it doesn't burn so much. And then I shave again. Soap and coconut oil Mm -hmm. or or, or salt and coconut oil. So that salt essentially after I've shaved takes down my layer of skin even further where I can get an even closer shave the second time. Well, it works. (laughs) I know. She's been rubbing my leg like the whole time. I know. Isn't she like super? I know. I'm just trying to get over the shaving thing because I'm like, you guys put way too much effort into it. I'm like, I'm lucky if I get half of my 70s bush wiped up just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm just not that yeah, girl, girl which, is, oh. which is weird because I'm the most plastic I've had the most plastic surgery I've had most of that but in general like daily maintenance I th- maybe that's why I put the money into like all my Botox and stuff so that way I don't have to do daily routine stuff I don't know so we digress <laughs> Part of that, too, is the expectation we put on ourselves to feel like we're accepted. Yeah. Right. And I've relaxed a little bit about that. Like, I would never go to a party without fully shaved or fully waxed. Yes. Occasionally, I will now. You know, like, it's like, yeah, you, you know, there's... I haven't gotten there yet. Occasionally, I will. And I'm like, okay with that. Right. And it, sometimes it's exhausting. We've talked about it lightly. Yeah. Like, even, you know, watching Kenji with shaving his head and then manscaping and all that stuff. It's, it's work for both males and females because you, you're in the lifestyle. You don't want to be naked and have somebody get a woof of air that doesn't smell so nice. (laughs) Right. But here's the real conversation about that is I think that's really in our own heads. I mean, so there, but there's two points, I guess. Part of it is we do expect everybody to stay groomed and take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. However, I think that is always in our own heads. Right. And, you know, it brings me to a point. We were talking about how did you get in the lifestyle and body types and who you are and your, your, your grooming habits. And I think one of the things that is really phenomenal about the lifestyle is it's really good for our egos. In many, yes. many, many ways, it's very good for our egos because we say, okay, we're accepted. Yes. Oh, when- that's what I want to get to is we are accepted. When a woman comes up and says, oh, my God, I just seen your husband in there, and he smells so good, and his head, oh, was so smooth, meaning his your actual head. head on the top of his head, not, <laughs> not his extra head. <laughs> just to clarify. And, and his suit, or I mean, it's a turn on for me. The fact that they're getting so turned on by my husband is a turn That's on for awesome. me. Well, and I love the so. Liz, do you consider yourself more bi? Do you consider more, do you say fluid? Are you more into to oh, men, I, I women, whatever? I love people. Yeah. And and to me, whatever the scene is, if it's a man or a woman, it's going to happen. Yeah. So that's more like pansexual then. I would say that. And and, and I think I'm sapiosexual because I'm an intellectual lover too. A lot about DNS for me is very about the mind and the control. And um, get in my mind, you'll definitely get in my pants when it comes to that. So... And, and I think it's important to recognize that not everybody is just about the physical connection and 
right. in, in the lifestyle. Oh, no, not at all. Because, I mean, there's tons of friends that we have not even played with that are just, for lack of other word, vanilla friends um, that frequent our lifestyle club. And they are, I guess they're not vanilla friends. They're lifestyle friends, but just not partners of us. Right. And you don't have to play. I'm sorry. I'm tearing up right now. So when this goes on extra content, (laughs) just, you know, I'm like flashbacking to like several different scenes with my friend. (laughs) (laughs) You should tell about that. I'm thinking about like when we were at a very large party and as soon as I knew you were there, because Mike told me you were there, I dropped everything, and it took me 45 minutes to work the entire room to come and find you oh so my that God. I could have my Liz. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you have no... Oh, my God. You're not kidding me. <laughs> no. I am not worth that, honey. You, you are so oh my God. more than <laughs> oh my worth God. that. And then we've had, I mean... God, we've had so much fun together. It's, Absolutely. So anybody who listens to this podcast know, I mean, we have a lot of friends that we hang mm-hmm. out with, but we don't frequently overly play with a lot of people. We have like our travel partners and people that we meet out of state that we'll play with more frequently than others. Mm-hmm. So Mike and I are not relationship players per se. Not I would to mean agree. it doesn't happen. Liz, however, is... Full-on blanket, fully approved at any time with my husband and I because she is so gorgeous, so respectful, so awesome, so fun, so all of those things. I mean, my dog passed away, and Liz came over and brought me a little frame, like, to just, like, give me con- um Condolences. Yeah, condolences. And oh. so it's kind of how I feel about this woman. And we spent, even in time— it. We spent like a year, year and a half, not even like in contact because we're in different spaces. We went in different directions. Yeah. And, and that's partly me. Like sometimes I'm I'm somebody that I can just let it go and keep moving forward, whatever it is. I don't dwell on a lot of like interactions or maybe that went south that way and I just keep moving. And I know that on some level, Jen and I are always going to be good friends. Always. We may not like each other at certain times, but I'm okay with that too. We will get over it eventually. Because we are that way with each other. It's one of those un- timeless friendships. Absolutely. We well, will have a timeless it, relationship. It is. And it's really one of those things, too, that even lifestyle relationships versus real relationships. Yes. And I don't want to give the impression, like, I don't really feel like we necessarily had a falling no, out. No, but we didn't. It was just, um, you know, sometimes just like in real life and in lifestyle relationships, but you get to come back and those people who are in your heart are your heart. And again, that comes back to that whole thing. Wherever we're at in our lives, it's not always mm-hmm. in the same place. It's not always no, going to be in the same, same place. And, and that's okay. It comes back. And one huge thing is probably, so do you visit our club, the, the ranch? Yeah. Okay. I, so, I haven't been there in over two sorry. years, but I used to be. That has exploded in the last few years to oh. where there's multiple, not locations of the same place, but multiple different venues. There's there's hotels and there's other places that I'm sure you've, you're accustomed to. I hate to say the names out there. Well, but we'll, we'll have to talk about that. Well, and so that's what ends up happening, <laughs> too. Yeah. Is Well, what ends up happening is you meet somebody, and maybe you meet them at one particular location, but then a new location, and they're meeting other friends here. You know what I mean? There's just so many parties— it's hard for us to keep up jen she has (laughs) this is the the difference between me and jen she's got her wall calendar hanging up there with almost every block filled and i have my online calendar right here in front of me and i'm like 
Okay, what do we got going today? Like, today is Mardi Gras. I know it is. Oh, oh yeah. Mardi Gras. So oh, we're going to yeah. pull out our purple and gold and green. Oh, tonight. And, huh? Yes. yes. Hmm. And so there's so many events, whether they're hotel takeovers or um, clubs that are open all Absolutely. the time. Private or parties, private parties at home. I think I recognized that very early on in the lifestyle that, oh, oh no, if I fall out with a group, then I'm never going to be accepted. All you have to do is like take a, a weekend, and all of a sudden you're back in a whole completely new group of people. Exactly. Okay, here's a follow-up so story, many. not between Liz and I. Because I think it's kind of hilarious. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. Some people won't appreciate it at all. Because I'm. It's kind of one of my like pride slash shame moments. <laughs> <laughs> we do you remember we were at a birthday party down at like some like nicer ish restaurant? But really, this is when the rule. So much. We are not allowed so out past seven p.m. So much. We are we not just. We were to such vanilla places. Girls. We were in this nice like. Uh, four couples out for dinner at a nice restaurant. Oh my restaurant. God, we got in so much trouble. She and I were like licking whipped cream off of each other boobs and it got us in so much trouble. I that mean, we were, just so you know, we, like were not doing it, we were not doing it in front of children or anything like that. We were kind of hidden behind a wall. But then we go outside and I'm like, you know, because for those of you who don't know, I think I smoke. So I'm like smoking a cigarette and I was like, there's this manhole cover and it's like rush hour. And we got pictures. <laughs> I still have those on my Do phone. Do you? Oh my God, I She's doing a Marilyn Monroe moment over this, like... totally Marilyn Monroe did it over (laughs) a man. You're such trouble. I am not. Yeah, we were not. Like, some of our... But we we got a call from this woman who put on this event, this dinner, and it's like, you have totally ruined my reputation at this restaurant. <laughs> and we were, you know, both of us felt very bad about that. Well, of course, because we don't want to be inappropriate. But at the no. same time, people have to know, like, if you're inviting me out, like, <laughs> I, I'm very clear about this. Please yes. don't invite me anywhere vanilla after 7 p.m. Yes. I can assure you, A, I don't hide. So, and this what if is it's years a special ago. event? And, and what I if had, it's like I a wedding? Manhattan's that night. Too. Okay, A, I'm likely not <laughs> going to weddings. The only weddings I've been attending lately are nude weddings. So I fit right in. I'm good. Okay. I've never been so, to a new I've been to two. They're so good. Really? Yeah. So a fully clothed wedding, it doesn't matter. So if you're... I, I will likely decline. Wow. No matter who it is. No matter who. Wow. Yeah. So you're 100% all about just lifestyle activities. Okay. Let, I want to be... After 7 p.m. I want to be... <laughs> it's not about lifestyle activities. For me, it's about I don't want to embarrass and shame other people. And I know who I am and I know how I act and what my behavior is. And if you can't accept that and you feel like you have to put somebody on me to control my behavior, then I choose to not be in that environment. Does that make sense? 100%. And I think it, it comes back to that whole thing of being with people who are in the lifestyle who understand and get you and or accept nobody, you. Nobody yeah. cares. So I so generally, right. that's what we always say. We don't have a lot of vanilla friends anymore. And, and if... We do. They know who we are. And, you know, I'm not going to, like, throw my shirt off in front of kids, but I'm also not going to be in an event after, like, in the evening with children around because I know who I am. And and Mm -hmm. I can tell you pretty much for me, if it's a combination of alcohol, good friends, and food, and maybe even dessert, I'm going to want to have sex after that. Yes. And that's You know, with the people I'm with. 
it's just that part sets of up it. a good night. Well, it's <laughs> it's just I mean, part of it. It's comfort zone, whether you're at a vanilla bar or you're not. Yeah. It's it's comfort zone, and so I think sometimes we talk about being in a bubble, right? Right. So we when we are in this bubble, and it's just normal. Like if we're all hanging at somebody's house and we're just having like a regular dinner, then it's not unusual for people to like be like, "Oh, did you see my boobs this day? Like today, whatever." But they changed you for- since yesterday. You forget, <laughs> yes. But you forget sometimes when you're on about when you're this involved in this bubble, and I think that that so that's why my separation from me saying that I wouldn't go to a wedding mm-hmm. generally is it's intentional because I'm gonna otherwise I'm gonna be the drunk girl dancing on the floor. Weirdly, was still that girl before I ever went in, <laughs> in lifestyle. So the lifestyle. I got way better stories from before. Mine I was would be in like lifestyle. fucking the groom. Mine would be fucking the groom oh. <laughs> with, with, the, with permission from the bride. Absolutely. Well, welcome to Mike and Absolutely. I's honeymoon. <laughs> Send him off on a great journey. <laughs> oh my god. Liz, you have just been a freaking joy. We are so happy that you joined us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We can't thank you enough. It's been so much fun. We laughed so hard, and the tension is still, like I said, my palms are still sweating. No, no, this is not a bad tension. No, not at all. Oh my God. It's that lovely sexual energy. I'm like, do we really have to film another podcast? (laughs) Because I'm like ready to take this girl. So we thank you so much for coming. Um, just to close it out, uh, we want to thank all of our issues. Don't forget, Friday the 13th, the last day for the contest. Yes, please. Please put your names in. Yes. Get over to the website. Um, make sure that you get as many entries in there as you can. And then our random computer-generated system will pick our three winners on Friday the 13th. Oh, my God. That sounds so fun. I know. Thank you both so much for everything. Thank you the so group much. Oh, so honored. people. I love being part of this. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And don't forget to check out our website at monogamish.com. And don't forget that there's a dash between the M and the I. Perfect. 